Podcast 19 of the X number 29 for the week ending May 15th. I'm your host, Ryan Davis. Today across me is Ray Paskus. And I'm... Winded. Winded. <laughs> from playing games. Oh, I'll never get a job in the industry, even <laughs> if I try. Nope. Aren't you that guy that made fun of everybody on that one shitty podcast? With the good music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? No? That was yes! I am not. <laughs> I answer that. Thanks. Oh, God, I'm going to play this terrible game again. ODST, while we talk. Or Reach, as it were. Or Ray is. So this week, I uh, played more Viking. Not as much as I'd like, but more. And uh, that game continues to be excellent. I don't have anything else. There was something I was going to talk about last week, and I forgot. And as I was playing it, I remembered, and I have since forgotten again. So, unfortunately, I won't. Maybe in the course of talking about Bayonet, I'll remember. Uh, so, unfortunately, I don't have a lot to say more on Viking. It's still really good. Nothing has changed to make me think otherwise. And, um... So, uh, besides that, it's been uh, Bayonetta on the 360. And... I finally beat it on hard. I had to beat it twice on hard because I made a terrible mistake. In that uh, I failed the last portion, the very last portion of the level, which is arguably the easiest part where you have to destroy the uh, statue as it's falling back into the Earth's atmosphere. Spoiler and, alert. Yeah, if the story of Bayonetta is important to you, you're playing it for the wrong reason. Um, as that's happening, they give you less time in the in, on hard than they do on normal. And it doesn't seem, it seems like it would be like a really easy sort of like, you get to do this as a sort of reward for beating the game, but it's actually kind of difficult, or at least I had a problem with it. And uh, I failed it the first time and I accidentally hit not to continue. <laughs> and for anyone who hasn't beaten Bayonetta, um, the very last boss is, is rather time consuming. It's easily the longest fight in the game. And like, not very good, I mean, it's, it's not the best use of game design and everything you've learned so far. No, no. It uh, it doesn't sort of build on um, previous fights. Like you don't you don't really have to use tactics that you used prior. You're still like learning things. It's more about wrestling the camera. Yeah, for sure. And uh, given the fact that I'm already having an insanely hard time with that game, getting getting to the last boss on hard um, was an exercise in restraint of not putting holes in things. And uh, having to do it again just infuriated me to no end. But uh, it was anger past the point of distancing distancing myself from the game and anger to the point of I have to defeat this piece of technology that has angered me so. Um, That's why you play games. Yeah. So I did it again, and as, I, I, as I was playing the game again, or as I was playing the last level again, I started sort of thinking about, um, you know, how shitty it was that I had hit no on accident in my irritation, and the game had just instantaneously taken my decision as the one I wanted to make and, and acted accordingly. 
and I was I started getting into a, a sort of an internal debate with myself if I thought the game was some or not not at fault, but if that was sort of a relic of older games. I don't know, it just felt really weird that it was like, well, obviously I didn't want to quit. I just didn't pay attention. Uh-huh. And the difference between like all I all I did was hit the joystick in the wrong direction enough to switch the selection over and I hit the the confirm button without realizing what I had done. And it was sort of weird. I was like, you know, I think a lot I said to myself, you know, it would have been just great if the game didn't even ask me if I wanted to continue and just did it. And if I wanted to quit, I could. True, because what's the uh what's the need to have right. that continue? It In just, other words, where are you going to go if you say no? Are you going to stick around with the game? Right. Yeah. Play well, a different level? No. Well, it just seemed... It, for some reason, it when that obviously having done something incorrect, uh, I wish that I hadn't, and I was like, there has to be a way to correct that. And it just seemed like a really... an older relic of game design to, uh, to have a continue yes-no. Because it, I've never done no. I don't think I've ever have. I've ever done no. Like if <laughs> you're not, if you're not I've done it by mistake several times. My mistake. I've ne- any time I've on been bullet, like, which we just did it. We did it on on while we were recording. Yeah, as we did. I and I, every time I played that game, I still when I go into the start menu to quit the game, <laughs> that scene plays over my head to make sure that I make the right choice because I remember, That's and it's funny. really easy to do, given the fact that uh, you essentially have the same choice three times in Bullet Witch's menu. Return, retire, and exit. <laughs> they all essentially mean the same thing, but they all do three different things. Right. And uh, yeah, that's like navigating Resident Evil 5's menu system. Yeah. Exit to play the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No. So as I as I was as I was struggling to beat the game a second time, I was just sort of thinking about how that's a really weird holdover that I don't think has ever really had a place. Like having. I don't know. It was just really strange. It was like, how? why would you even have that choice? Why would I want to stop playing? You were just forced to think about it while you were angrily fighting that last boss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I needed something else to focus on while I was, while I was right. wrestling with that. Like um, I wrote a theory on why this is like this while I was fighting that boss for the second time. Well, I, it, to uh, what's weird is I was listening to, I think it was The Weeknd confirmed this, this yesterday, um, where they were talking about how games need less fail states. Because all they really do is is seek. All they really do is just interrupt the flow of you playing the game. <clears throat> and I was trying to sit there with myself uh, at Bayonetta, thinking, "Am I just asking the game to be easier? Like, is that does that add to the difficulty of the game?" Well, okay. If there were no fail states in Bayonetta, what would happen? If there was no if there was no screen that asked you if you wanted to continue, what would be? The well, what I do would just be the game would just you'd automatically start over at the last checkpoint of the game. Would you have to press A to start? No, over game it would, would just, just do it automatically start. Yeah. All right. Game, game would just do it. Well, what do you think they were talking about when they suggested less fail states? I think. Th- well, I, were, think I don't think. I mean, I don't think they're they a little. Di- yeah, it's that. a little different. I think they're just. I think they were talking more about there should be less ways for you to fail at a game. I don't agree with that at all. I heard I him didn't say either. that. I heard him say that, and I. I didn't either. I, I kind of took that as a, as a, extrapolation of what I was thinking about, but gone too far. There's no, there's no, there's no, reason to have, 
to reduce the number of ways you can fail at a game. Hey, I've got I, an idea. I just think that let's there remove be every, every. Go ahead. I think that every effort should be made so that you can get back into the game as fast as possible. Let's remove every bit of challenge from video games that we can. That yeah, that is sounded really weird. The slippery slope that many people in the industry who do not appreciate very difficult games seem to be sliding down the slippery slope. It just seemed weird to me. Because I guess, it seems like he maybe made the comment. I don't remember who exactly made the comment on that. but Kanata. Was it? Uh, it seemed to me like he said it without really thinking about what the, the implications of it were. But I don't really understand why you would play games if you couldn't fail at them. Or his dream games are just interactive movies. Which it seems to me a lot of people agree with. I suppose. So, um, I really don't think I'm going to attempt beating Bayonetta on Infinite Climax mode. Interesting. I might try it as a joke. Maybe the one or, harder it gets. Maybe the one game that I have more achievement points than you on. Because it ain't going to be Viking. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. That, oh, God, I didn't. I don't know. I, I don't know that I got any better at Bayonetta. I think I just got better at walking away when I needed to. Are you going to go for the uh, any of the other unlockables just to see what they're like? You know, unlocking things for the sake of unlocking them without any sort of meta reward? You oh, know, you mean like the, the, way games the Umbrian Tears thing? Where you collect the birds and unlock those weird things? What do you unlock with those? I don't know. I thought I was under the impression that collecting those unlocked more things. Well, I, I just mean if you play 100 levels of the game, you get the nunchucks. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to stop playing that game. So you're going to play through 100 levels? Man, I don't know. It's basically any level. You could pick the shortest level and play through it 100 times. There's no order. Or I could do that because I played the, uh, I played the second boss, stage seven, chapter yeah. seven. I played that boss. I probably played that level maybe twelve times, because you can farm uh, rings on that that stage really easily. I do think though you need to beat the game or something to like instigate or to uh, execute the unlock. You know what I mean? Kind of like how uh, Bullet Witch's time. Achievement was where you need to beat a level. Oh, weird! I think you need to beat Bayonetta, or I, I don't know, beat a boss. I, there's there's some small thing to it. But anyway, are you gonna go after that? Or are you gonna go after uh, Rodin's ultra weapon? That platinum ticket thing? Yeah. I could buy it. I have enough rings in the game to buy it right now. But you have to fight him, right? Yeah, you have to beat him, and then you get his weapon, which is just gold rings that morph into all the angels' weapons. Guaranteed that's probably really difficult. Oh, no, I think it's, it's <laughs> probably probably pretty difficult, yes. Um, I thought Seeing about as it, he it, ventures it, into hell. I've thought about it, and I do want to. I don't want to stop playing that game. I don't want to stop, like, seeing things in that world. But other than that, the only, the only place that's logical left for me to go is to play it on the hardest mode possible. Hmm. Take care of it, man. I don't know. And what it, it, else it, it only is hasn't, there? It only hasn't. It hasn't helped that I've been writing an article about the design of that game and like really looking at the the ways that that design has worked in through the game. Uh huh. And it just keeps compounding my appreciation for the work that's been put into that title and how most people will never see it. Well, it's a good thing you bought the game then because you can always go back to it like Bullet Witch. Yeah. You know what I mean slam my head against the wall playing it. 
Maybe that's it. I don't know. Bullet Witch doesn't. Bullet Witch doesn't uh, give me the same feeling when I think about playing it on Hell as I do thinking about playing Bay Bayonetta on Climax. Infinite Climax. Because Bullet Witch is. Uh, I don't know. Although you can boil it down to a, a more simple experience of just knowing where things are. Bullet Witch is like gambling. <laughs> I mean, is kind this, of. Is this the time I'm going to make it down this street? Right. Where the rock doesn't it's hit It's like me. playing Bejeweled Blitz. It's n it's less of a game and more of a gamble. <laughs> but not not that bad. But uh, yeah. whereas Bayonetta is... Bayonetta, it requires some kind of proficiency. Yeah, I mean, when you think about playing... When I think about playing Bullet Witch on Hell, yeah. I think about going down an unknown dark street. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Could be crazy. Could be nothing. When I think about playing Bayonetta on Infinite Climax, I picture a really, really tall mountain. Yeah. And someone telling me, you need to get to the top of that. Yeah. You know? Pretty much everything in the challenge is laid out right in front of me. Like, I know what I'm going in up against, and I know that it's going to be really difficult. I can see that. So that's Bayonetta. <laughs> And the only other thing I can really talk about is I purchased the uh, Humble Indie Bundle, which I don't know if it's still going on. I saw something about it. It only had a couple of days left when I bought into it, so I don't know how long it's going. But for anybody that doesn't know, the Humble Indie Bundle is a, uh, a pack of indie games put together f by, I want to say it's Wolfire, is the, is the game company that kind of put it all together. And what it is, it's like... Uh, Five or six different independent games, and they just uh, that Amanita Designs just threw in uh, Summeros 2. Amanita, really? Yeah. Is that the name of the company that makes that game? Yeah. Do you know what that's from? No. Sounds familiar. Amanita Muscaria, hallucinogen. Oh, really? That's really interesting. That's really interesting because <laughs> the game they make is like a. <laughs> An acid trip. Yeah. Did, you, did you like that Summer Rose game? That's the only game that I... I only played the first one. I haven't played the second one. That's that's the reason I would probably buy the this bundle. Is I really like that game. Um, put Summer Rose 2 in not too long ago, so I got that as well. Um, and the the Humble Indie Bundle is essentially like what um, what Radiohead did with uh, In Rainbows. Yeah. You could pay as much as you want. I think you had to pay at least a dollar. But you pay as little or as much as you want for these games, and uh, aside from the games, there are a couple of different charities involved, like Child's Play and some others, and you can decide to uh, donate your money evenly between everybody, or donate it all to the charities, or donate it all to the developers, or you can go in and like customize who gets what. I like that a lot. So really intelligent. What was interesting is on the page they had a breakdown of between Windows. Mac and Linux users, the average donation amount. And Windows was like eight dollars and ninety cents, and Mac users were was like ten dollars, and Linux was fifteen. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting to see the breakdown of. I'm assuming if you're a Linux user, you have the a greater understanding of uh, one being outside the norm, and two probably having a greater a better grasp on coding in general having to make things make your own tools sure so those users probably have a better appreciation for what it's like to be an independent developer so they give more money sure uh yeah or most of these indie developers have friends who use linux and they just donated <laughs> could be one or the other no because that one donation was for three grand right 
I just thought that was pretty interesting, and they had uh, they had a couple other breakdowns too, of like uh, the mod of uh, what do I want to say here. Who's been like what operating systems have been downloading it? So like 50% has been Windows users, but they've donated the least. But they've probably donated the most overall. Total, yeah. Because there's just that many of them. Right. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But the reason I, I signed up into it is actually I uh, I happened across a trailer for this game called the Penumbra Overture by uh, a developer called Frictional Games, and uh, I had no idea it was part of the bundle. I just I Googled it. And I found it, and it was like a link on their page, and I, I jumped over to that, and I picked it up. Because they also offered, uh, you get the other two games in the trilogy. If you buy the bundle, you go back to Frictional, and you they send you like a little code. And it says uh, you can buy the other two games for just five bucks right from them. Oh, so really? I did that, yeah. And it was an instant download right from their store. That's really cool. Which I thought was really Why isn't cool. everything done like this? Right, <laughs> right. Jesus. It was just like, a, I, I PayPal'd five bucks, and then the next... Uh, the email receipt they sent me linked me to my download. Why isn't everything? Can you imagine uh, if if instantly, you know, mm -hmm. like via magic, this is never going to happen. Uh, all middlemen were cut out, and in just a span of like a day, all the money was transferred into the hands of developers based on you know what they're putting out uh -huh. directly. Yeah. Can you imagine the wealth exchange that would take place in this country? Oh, like the shift in where money is? Yeah. Yeah. I bet you a lot of money would move from one field, area, yeah. one economy, one small economy to another, Yeah. to this. All those kids with their parents' credit cards, kids with money saved up, kids with this. And I think we discussed about it before. Uh, a couple podcasts ago, if you were, if we were able to more often directly pay the creators for their creation, you would probably be more apt to pay more. A little bit, if you were given the choice. Yeah, it, it just depends <clears throat> on. I mean, that's a really. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would just take advantage of that fact. Yeah. Go, no, I'm going to pay the bare minimum. Who knows, man? That's something I I always wonder about. I always wonder about. Uh... I guess for me personally, I would feel that way if I was able. Oh, to I know direct, I would as well. If, yeah. if I was able to directly give them money, you know, I'd pay them more. Um, I feel really bad that I've only paid five dollars for these games from Frictional, but they do have another title coming out in August that's a completely different uh, universe and IP. But it looks interesting. It looks like a an old school PC uh, click adventure type game. Which go ahead is is kind of what Penumbra, Penumbra seems like to me, just in a third person. Yeah, and I think this other game is going to be largely the same kind of, kind of experience, but I think it's going to have an even greater focus on like the mist quality that's of cool. unraveling a, a, a mystery and, and solving puzzles and stuff. Because that's what Penumbra, to me, looks like from what you showed so, me. So Penumbra is uh, uh, it's a first-person game. It's not a shooter. There are no guns in the entire game. And actually, um, in the documentation that you can find and in the game itself... Uh, the character says to says to himself that uh, should he encounter any sort of uh, threat, it's probably better that he hide or run from it. And the game gives you some tools to do that, but uh, there's no there's no firearms of any kind. And uh, the few I've probably played well 35 40 minutes into it. Um, there's no voiceover. There's no voice work. Everything's done in text. So, like, your character keeps a journal um, and has thoughts to himself that just present themselves as text on the screen. 
and the basic setup is you're a, a research scientist or a physicist, I think, who's going to the uh, the Arctic Circle for some reason that I haven't quite discovered yet, and uh, you're dropped off from a boat, and you make your way through this like blizzard area, and you find a hatch in the ground, and you go inside of it, and you come to find out that it's like a mine from, at the very earliest, the turn of the 20th century, sure. or the turn of the 19th to the 20th century. And uh, there's a there's a, a flashlight or a light mechanic in the game where you either have a flashlight or flares or uh, <clears throat> a glow stick that you can use to light your way. But the flashlight runs on batteries. The flares only last so long, and the glow stick eventually burns out. Right. So there's a management of resources as to how much light you can use. What when does this game take place? Like now? Um, the game takes place in the year 2000. Like, it specifically says that. Oh, so the past. Yeah. That's weird. Just <laughs> saying that, yeah. It specifically says the year 2000. The game came out in 2006 what? or seven, I think. Right. Um, and I, I only think that is is because I think the subsequent games advanced the timeline a little bit. So wait, you're in, you said Antarctica, not South Pole? Or not the North Pole? No, the North Pole. Oh, you're in the North the Pole? Ar- the Arctic Circle. Oh, the Arctic Circle? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's uh, specifically I just found out in the game through notes I'm in Greenland. I'm in some remote part of Greenland. Who knows where? Interesting. Um, there is it's a combination like you hand you you steer him with the the WASD setup, um, and then like you lean with lean left with Q and you lean right with E. But the um, <clears throat> the mouse is not tied to the center of the screen. So like you only you you turn left and right when you hit the edges of the screen. Oh, okay. So when That's you mouse weird. yeah when you mouse over certain objects within your field of vision you can either right click on it and your guy will make some kind of comment about what it is or you can pick it up and move it and there's a physics engine in the game that's actually rather realistic. So wait so like the camera is actually pretty much under the game's control most of the time, or is it just uh, in other words what I mean is does the camera ever move off of that axis of like moving left right down like do you ever will he ever look at something in a weird way like yeah there's some something busts everything's, out everything's experienced from the first person but there are times where control is taken away from you and your character will f- will fixate on a particular spot because the game needs you to like a some kind of you know well, i mean if you like scene, but say you say you come to the end of the hallway yeah this is really specific, but I'm just curious. And uh, there's nothing at the end of the hallway, but if you continue moving forward, he arches his like head up and like sees a button that he has to press up there. No. There's nothing like that. No. Oh, okay. You're totally in control of where he's looking, provided that the game isn't demonstrating some sort of scripted event to you. Okay. Um, it's just it is a little weird because it's like your your cursor will be in the middle of the screen, and you need to turn left, but you have to mouse all the way to the left side of the screen to get him to turn. It's just for some reason it sounded on Rails y to me, but No, not at all. Not at all. Um It looks like it could be if you ever if you watch the trailers of it, it looks like it could be because the way the game is done is the lighting in the game is done in such a way that it looks like renders. It looks like still right. renders. Like it, it it looks like they probably had concept art for a lot of different places and they wanted you to hit these exact angles. Right. To where you're like, Wow, that looks really good from this angle. Mist. And then you sort of like yeah, like mist, exactly. Um, and that way it's really cool. And then there's this mechanic that's sort of like, uh, not sort of, it basically, they, they basically stole it, but, uh, I guess I can't blame them because they're from the same area of the planet. That's a Swedish developer. Um, they took the stealth mechanic of, uh, Riddick Butcher Bay, 
where you crouch and the screen sort of gets outlined in blue. Yeah. And if you stay still for a minute, the whole screen turns blue and you hear your character sort of uh, inhale and hold his breath. And the the darkness, or um, I should say the darkness, but uh, you're able to see a little further than you normally are. Right. Sort of like you're sitting there concentrating wide-eyed. And there's this whole balance of like, you'll hear something coming down a hallway and your character will make some comment that, sh- that displays at the bottom of the screen. And you can actually, you can and you are encouraged to hide from these things. And it's sort of like you have to get into a spot where the where the sc- the screen will will turn entirely blue, and that way it's cluing you in that you are entirely hidden from this thing that's coming. So it's like Deadly Premonition. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. Uh, Do you think like, that's weird that a lot of games are having that uh, mechanic? That like hiding thing? Yeah. Do you like that? I've yet to play a game. It's interesting only because so I don't know. I all. don't know how long this game is supposed to be. I'm getting the feeling that it's probably not very. Like, if I really sat down and played it in the morning, I'd probably have it done by the afternoon. Yeah. But I think since they have this, you're fragile. You can only take a couple hits. Like, I've gotten into one fight, and I lost it the first time because I didn't know what I was doing. And you can only get a couple hits until you're dead. And this, like, the fragility of your character means you have to be exceedingly careful as you navigate these corridors. That there extends the length of the game because it takes right. you five minutes to get to the end of the hallway. I think that's cool. And it's pretty, and it's a very, it's an ex, a very tense five minutes because, uh, you know, you'll hear something, but you know if you, if you try to illuminate what that something is, it will see you and come after you. Right. So you sort of have to creep behind boxes and lean out. And uh, thankfully, so far, all the things I've encountered have had glowing eyes, so they're pretty easy to pick out. And it has a weird... I don't know if it's a score. I can't tell if there's a score to the game or if it's just the sound effects of where I'm supposed to be, but there's this weird sort of David Lynch, like, industrial drone. Really? That's, like, behind everything. This game sounds really interesting. It is pretty interesting. And, uh, like I said, there's a lot of uh, a lot of whispering, and there's these ancient artifacts you find, and when you click on it, the screen like goes to white and you hear all this like really frantic uh, chattering and whispering uh, coming from the speakers and the last one I did my character had some kind of hallucination of his father so like there's some weird yeah like flashback I don't know what's going on there I kind of want to play uh, that game what's that kind of want to play that game you find like research notes and, and the guy like jots them down in his notebook about something's going on in this mine there's these spiders that are getting, you know, larger than they should, and people are going crazy, and people have been diagnosed with like paranoid schizophrenia because of something that's in the mine, and you find like a newspaper clipping that it's it's suspected that the rock is imbued with some sort of psychotropic substance that's making people have these hallucin- hallucinations and stuff like that. Have you ever read The Mountains of Madness? No, I read very little Lovecraft. Uh. They're making it into a movie, but uh, it takes place in the Arctic, like that. Oh, really? So I was just wondering. I, it's, there's probably, I'm, I'm sure. Someone Not that it's based off of it, but you know. Right, but I'm sure someone who's read the story and played this game would probably pick up on a lot more than I am. Uh, what's his name? Who's the director of Hellboy? Uh, Guillermo del Guillermo. Toro. Yeah, he's directing it. Huh. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, he agreed. To direct, what was the other movie? The Orphanage, he did, yeah. and 
Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. Something about he agreed to do those and uh, the sequel to Hellboy and, and all this stuff just... Just so he could do he this. He could do this, yeah. Wow. So he's got like a lot of passion for it. The thing is, I think it's in like development hell. But that's an aside. Yeah. I just think that'd be a really interesting movie. He's a person I think that could do justice to like Lovecraftian style sure. monsters. Sure. Yeah, so this game, um, it's part of a trilogy. But I, I think they said the last game isn't related to the first two because the developer wasn't sure that they were going to get enough money for the last one. Hmm. And they ended up they ended up, and they were caught into a point where it's like, well, we have done nothing for the third game in this trilogy, so we're just going to have to kind of... Or something where they, they like rolled the last two into one game. Right. And then they held this money, and they're like, well, I guess we'll do another one. So... Um, from the looks of it, the trailer for the second one looks like it's more of an industrial place. I don't know where else this game I'm playing goes. For all I know, it's probably just entirely the mine. Right. But it does a lot of... Um, it basically does a lot of scares of... Like, when you open doors, you don't click on the door and it opens. You click and drag and you have to pull the mouse back across your desk to pull the door open. Or push it forward to push it open. It's got that, like, hand cursor. Yeah. That, like, so many games from the mid-90s did, like, yeah. the dark eye. Yeah. And, uh, like, you open desk drawers to find things, and you close them and stuff like that, and, uh, I haven't had to yet, but I guess there's a lot of combat scenarios where you'll be running and you'll have to be closing doors behind you to, like, slow the oh. progress of the enemy that's chasing you. I guess that's where that would go naturally. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, I really like it. It's doing a lot without doing very, very much. Like, the textures aren't great, the modeling isn't all that awesome. But the fact that everything's shrouded in darkness automatically makes it look that much better because right. you can't really see it to begin with. Um, and everything, not that you need to, but everything in the game, realistically, that you could lift, you can't. Like, you can't lift a shelf, but you can, if you click the top of it and walk backwards, he'll pull it down hmm. to, like, find things behind it. Weird. You can lift rocks and throw them at enemies. Uh, I found a hammer that when you you have it equipped and up on the screen... When you click and hold, you have to drag the mouse right to left to swing it, or left to right to swing it. Weird. Or if you drag it uh, back and forward, he like stabs with the hammer, like shoves it forward. It's interesting. I never heard of this game. I wonder if I just wasn't involved in, in listening to. Uh, I don't think many people have the industry. I mean, it's an ind they're independent PC developer, and this was out in 2007 like I said, or six. six or seven before the sort of all the all the eyes started turning toward the the indie development scene. That's cool, man. I uh, I really want to play it. I could use that kind of game, uh, especially if it's cheap, because I really want to play Alan Wake. But It's definitely one of those games that you make it to the end of the hallway and you go into the room and you do whatever it is you do in the room and you go back to the door and you're like, oh man, i got to go back down this hallway. Interesting. I really don't want to do that, but I have to. <laughs> so yeah, Penumbra, it's called uh, Penumbra Overture is the first one. And then Penumbra Black Plague and Penumbra... Um, I don't remember what the last one's called, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely check it out for anybody who's interested in some uh, some cheap and uh, some well-designed PC gaming. Uh, I don't know what Frictional's doing. Well, they're working on that one project, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw them do something bigger because these guys really seem to know what they're doing. There's nothing wrong with the game other than the fact that it's just sort of budgeted. Budgeted. Budget, yeah. yeah. They just didn't have the money to have, you know, pixel shaders out the ass and, and awesome modeling. But the game design as, as, as it is is great. There's nothing really wrong with it. So that was it for this week.
I feel like I'm, I'm missing something entirely, but I'm not. I just didn't, I like, oh, well, I got to the final island in Viking, and it's like you said, you know, from the first island to the last one, it's like, I, I've actually made a lot of progress in that game, but it doesn't feel like it because I haven't gotten any achievements lately, because the last island is so huge. It's gigantic, man. It's gigantic. It is. It really is. It's like when I, you asked me when I got to the second one, and you're like, you think it's really big? And I was like, I didn't until... I thought I was going somewhere, and I thought I had already gotten there, and I realized when I looked on the map, I was a third of the way there. Right. And, like, I had come across something else entirely. And then when I, get, even worse. when I got to the last island, it was like, it was the same thing. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be kind of big. And then I set a waypoint, and I'm, like, running there, and I'm like, fuck, this is really big. So like, big. I can't even see where I'm going to end up yet. It's so big, man. It's gigantic. <laughs> which, is, which is something to be impressed by. Given like the fact it. that the game doesn't take very long to load, one, which is weird, and two, that there's no like horrendous pop in. No, there really isn't at all. Like it's, I guess there's fog, but it's 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 the scale is so big that the fog is essentially realistic because you're like, I really wouldn't be able to see that far anyway. Right. It's weird. I don't. It know. reminds me a lot. of, I mean, especially the last level, the last island. Mm -hmm. Just I don't. It reminds me a lot of playing Halo One. Yeah. No, definitely because there's a point in that there's a point in that island where I came across this encampment and uh, the map updates and it's like you know defeat all the enemies here and you get this point and I'm like going up a a slope and there's a a rock arch and when you come up the slope and you go under the rock arch the mountain sort of curves around into a cave yeah well the outcropping where that cave is and you look down you're looking at like I guess is the final city of the game. Right. Like everything's on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you, yeah, that like exact moment of running up that hill and seeing that city is like the exact same feeling I got in, uh, in Halo, the level Halo in Halo. When you come out of that mountain path and you see the first tower that you take over. Right, right, right. Like right. that was the almost the exact same moment where I was like, holy shit! Like you think that would be a backdrop like JPEG, right? That just like scrolls in the background. It's like no, you're gonna be there in like an hour. Right. No, it's really, it's, <laughs> the scale is, is part of the reason why that game left such an impression on me. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, I think that was what I was going to talk about, Viking. I, something else I thought I was going to talk about, but uh, I don't think that was it. But yeah, anyway, that's been it for me this week. Guess what I've been playing? N Plus. N Plus. You're playing right now. Have you heard of it? Yes. <laughs> We've never talked about it. And I've never talked about no, it. No, because it's been... This was out... When was this out? 06? It's pretty old. Yeah, it's been out for a while. But, uh... 07, I think. And the reason we haven't talked about it is because I haven't played it in a long time. And the reason I haven't played it in a long time is because probably for about a year or two, I was just stuck on a level that I just... was so difficult, I decided I'm giving up on N+. Mm-hmm. But being extremely bored, I decided to take it to task. And, uh... Yeah, just this weekend totally defeated that terrible game. And uh, the reason actually that... Now what have these guys gone... No, real quick, what did these guys go on to do again, or they're doing right now? They just made that um, game whose name escapes me, that like Twisted Metal but on XBLA. Overhead oh, view. Scrap Metal or scrap whatever? Scrap Metal, yeah. yeah. Um, the real reason I wanted to play this again was because I watched that new video of Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. And... It made me re recognize just how much of Super Meat Boy is taken from N+. Like, I can only hope 
that it uh, controls as well because this game is one of the better controlling games I've ever played. It's one of the most complete games I've ever played. The amount of things you could do in it. Like if you end up really liking this game, there's like level editors, multiplayer, cooperative, races, survival, just a ridiculous amount of uh, stuff in like a 13 meg download. And I don't know how much the game costs, but it's probably like 10 bucks. Yeah. It's really good. No, we'll say I don't... It, it, it seems like a game that'll just frustrate me to no end because I know it'll require a lot of really precise... Um, you should probably purchase it. ...gameplay. <laughs> but, um... What was I going to say? Oh, the controls. I would say, yeah, the, the controls is probably the one thing that I didn't have a, have a problem with right off the bat. For some reason, looking at that game and, and putting the controller in my hands... It controls exactly the way I thought it was going to. Yeah, it kind of does. You're and, like, right. There's just like no question about, like, yeah, this is exactly how this game's going to be. You control like a ninja. Yeah. I guess. Like seriously, you know, uh, the amount of ground you can cover and the amount of uh, locomotion you have available to you, basically, by the time you get good at the game, is like unparalleled in, in side-scrolling games like this. Yeah. So. You know, hopefully Super Meat Boy is as good. And then I played a game called Coptra, which is like an interesting portmanteau of Contra and Copter. Coptra? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't <laughs> quite sure what you said yet. I was going to wait until you started describing the game to figure it out. It's like uh, an arena shooter with mm -hmm. like old graphics. And... Uh, it's for PC. The only thing that's difficult about it is, you know, it's keyboard and mouse. Yeah. And I'm not very good at that. But the mouse controls the cursor around which your helicopter pivots. Okay. So it's like Zero Gunner, yeah. the arena shooter. And it's and it's top down? Yeah. Oh, weird. So you have to control your ship like that. It's pretty difficult. <laughs> it's pretty difficult. But uh, it's really cool and it's really fun. It's really small and it's free. And oh. then, so yeah. Cool. Then I played a game called. Is it multiplayer? No. Oh, weird. Then I played a game called Hero Core, which is probably the best game this week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just. You've never heard of it, obviously. Nope. Not at all. Saying those two words, what do you think the game is, it hero, is all about? Is it Hero Core like Molten Core or Core like Corporation? I don't know, man. All I'm telling you. Oh, it's Core like Molten Core. I'm just telling you. Hero Core, O-R-E. What do you think the game looks like? What do you think it's about? What do you think you do in the game? <laughs> that 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 name conjures up like a <clears throat> like spiritual successor to Cyberlip. Interesting. Like muscular, I can see super that. militaristic. I can shooter. see that. Side scroller. It's actually a game like <laughs> Metroid. Oh wow! But you have full control over your character in terms of he's got a jetpack, so okay. you're just moving. The, the rooms are more like arenas, okay, as opposed to platforms, okay. And the enemies fly around like a shmup, like an arena shooter. And you basically can shoot left or right, like a shooter. Mm -hmm. So it's like a mix between a shmup and a Metroid game. Weird. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
that's it. Oh. Like, <laughs> <is> it, oh. <laughs> no, but no, it's all that it, that entails. It's like black and white. Really, it looks like a Game Boy game, basically. Oh, it has a weird like uh, liquid crystal kind of look to it. Well, it's just black and white, and the oh. graphics are about as it, it, they're comparable to like a Game Boy's graphics. Okay. Um, but of course, like the effects and everything are more complex, and mm -hmm. it's just the actual aesthetic that looks that old. It's not the actual uh, movement mm -hmm. or control that feels old, and. Uh, the plot is something so fucking ridiculous it feels like it came from 1985, which is great. Like, I have no problem with that whatsoever. That's exactly what I want to be playing. Uh, I would say that I'm pretty progressive when it comes to games and stuff, but the plot of this game is... <laughs> the game is kind of like a sequel to a game that didn't take place, story-wise. Okay. And you have defeated the evil enemy. Uh -huh. I don't remember what his name was. But it was probably something like Lavazor, or I mean something ridiculous. Right. You know? uh, he looked like a man made of spikes, and he lived at the center of an asteroid <laughs> <laughs> in space. And after you defeated him last time, his minions like found his pieces, mm -hmm. and they either I forget if they just their asteroid and then <laughs> built his base again <laughs> from within. Yeah. Or if they just started rebuilding an asteroid around him. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know, it's fucking ridiculous. That's really funny. It's really fucking ridiculous. But this game takes place, obviously, where you go into this new asteroid yeah. and have to defeat it. Defeat him. So the, the game is just a bunch of uh, arenas with, you know, Metroid-style exploration, like laser barriers that you can't pass through until you destroy a core in another room. Okay. And the fights with the core are like mini shmup boss fights. It's just like a core that shoots different bullet patterns. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. So I'm you come into this, this in the game. You come into this room and it's just a different pattern that he's fighting mm -hmm. you with. So uh, even though he's stationary, it's kind of like a mini shmup boss fight. And uh, yeah, you just progress until you get to him. And there's upgrades for exploring, like. Uh, different weapons, like the ability to clear out certain kinds of material that you couldn't clear out before using some kind of weapon, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, it's pretty much it, man, but it's, it's it's a fucking really good game. The music is really, really good. The music is really good. It's really good. Like, it, it's as minimal as you'd expect it to be, mm. but it was, uh, produced by someone, or written by someone, whatever, who, who seems to understand what melodies work for those kinds of games. Well, okay. A lot of times now when I see games that look like that, and what I mean by that is retro, mm -hmm. uh, the music doesn't necessarily fit the game. Right. Because it's not... I don't know. It's not as true to the time as the visuals are. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But this music is really good, and it's really comparable to Metroid's in terms of the melodies are as catchy and as interesting as you'd want them to be. And, you know, the Asteroid... You have a map like Metroid, and the asteroid is like kind of developed, or not developed, split up into like I think four quadrants, or four quadrants, and each one is something like the control room, right, or the loading bay, right. And of those, those four different areas have their own theme song mm. when you get there. So it really reminds you of Metroid in that like they they went 
and copied all of Metroid's like tropes, like different level, like different areas of this one c- continuous world, even though they look the same. Right. With these like really minimal graphics, uh-huh. have like a totally different personality that is dependent only on the music. Right. Because the graphics look fucking identical. Right. <laughs> you know, there's not that much they could do to differentiate between the areas other than the music. So I don't know, man. It's just a really good game. It's free, and it's a couple megs, at the most. And then I played Get the Virus Off My Computer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good game. That's a game. That's a fun game. That you feel accomplished. Achievement unlocked. Probably more so than in most games. Ability when to you use finally it. defeat that. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then I played Resident Evil 5. Man, the amount of grind you have to do in that game to get everything. You know how Vinny says he did that? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, man. That is one of the people who have uh, S rank or the thousand out of a thousand or fourteen out of fourteen hundred, whatever it is now. Yeah. Congratulations, man. The amount of times you have to beat that game is ridiculous, Sean. Kill yourself to unlock everything. Like there are aspects of that that I haven't shown you. Like we did the egg glitch so that I could purchase all the upgrades. Yeah. Great. I took care of it. No problem. How long did that take you? Like, I don't know, half hour maybe. By myself. Oh really? Yeah, it was. It seems like it would be longer than that. It was because it was ninety thousand dollars every time you did the glitch. It's kind of a lot. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. So you got it to the point where you were basically trading an entire inventory of eggs, yeah. and then yeah. you'd spend all of it, or you'd right. sell them all, and then you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I could see if it, it's like exponential. Essentially, you have to start and build, and then do it, and then do it right. to where like she has an entire stocked up. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it wasn't as long as we originally thought it was going to be. But anyway, then there are achievements in that game that have to do with collecting the action figures and stuff. Right. That are within the game. Which, like, do you know how that's set up? Not at all. Alright, there's, like, a (laughs) menu system outside in in the main menu that says bonus features. And then there are... There's a list of, I don't know, just for the sake of this, 200 things. Right. Some are action figures, some are bonus costumes, some are whatever. Just all, like, unlockable things. Right, okay. So... The way you get points to unlock that, or those items, is by beating missions or playing mercenaries mode. Okay. You get points, just some kind of points. Yeah. A different kind of points. Not money, <laughs> not anything else, but just another kind <laughs> just of points. Yet another meter to uh, fill. Exactly. And uh, not only that, to unlock the things to purchase them, you have to meet certain requirements within the game. So, like, one of the achievements I'm going for is collect all the figurines, all the action figures. Uh huh. And have all the action figures except for the one that requires you to beat the game with all S ranks. Which hasn't even unlocked yet. I purchased and unlocked every other action figure, but one remains hidden, question marked out. Yeah. I don't know what you, I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it costs. I don't know anything about it it's other than Wesker. it probably is Wesker. <laughs> other than the uh, requirement is beat all S ranks. So just to get that one last figure for that achievement. And that's, I have a, to, that's an S rank for a level? For all levels, yeah. On every difficulty? No. Just oh. Once through on all, or oh. once through all S's on any difficulty. Oh, well, it's just okay. playing through the whole fucking game again right. to do I, this. I, I understand what that's, but at least it's not like on professional or whatever the hardest. Yeah, hardest is. But yeah. that's an achievement into itself as well as beating it on professional. And then there are like BSAA emblems, which you remember in four. How there were those? <sighs> yeah, I saw. Movies. I saw that you have to shoot them. Have you seen any of the videos for like where these BSA? I've only are? seen it on the on the Giant Bomb Quick Look where they were playing the whatever it was, mm-hmm. and uh, 
Brad was playing, and I'm, I'm assuming Brad has played it before because he seemed to kind of know where they would be. Mm -hmm. Like he was kind of looking. Or at least or I saw a couple as he was playing that he didn't. And uh, I guess since you can shoot them, they saw fit to put them in the most obscene locations possible. Mm -hmm. Like where you'd have to angle the, like trick the camera basically mm -hmm. to get to get the one exact angle right. you need to. Yeah, so I have an idea that they're in like the stupidest places possible. Yeah, some of these are. I mean, some of these are. There's there's one or two in particular, and in, in five where you're on a ship with uh, cargo containers. Oh, great. And at one point, encircled by cargo containers, zombies jump out of one of the cargo containers that's yeah. a little higher than you. And there's one in it. There's one in there behind them. That you can't see no matter what angle you approach. You just have to throw a grenade in the cargo <laughs> container. And that's the only way that... So you just have to know that it's in there. Exactly. That and there are other sense. ones located on architecture or structures that are literally... Miles away. That you won't, you, you don't get to. They're just background... It's just background models. Right. But they still have... They might uh, as well be in like another game. Exactly. But they still have geometry <laughs> in this game. Yeah. So... You have to sort of angle yourself and just know mm. to look into the horizon with a sniper rifle. And one, <laughs> one in particular, on the Jeez. on the last one of the last stages, I think on the on the same ship with cargo containers, uh, you can't even see it. You just know that you have to be you shooting. You just have to know that it's out there at this mast on the other side of the ship, at the very top. <laughs> even on the the YouTube video that I watched to find these fucking things, I think they unloaded like. 12 rounds before they even clipped it. That's terrible. So that game's a dig. It's like digging in the desert in the sun for these achievements. It's not uh, It's not fun at all. The fun is gone. It's lost. You're not even... Yeah, There's and nothing I, fun. And people want me to play this game? It's less fun than Bullet Witch to, do, like to oh, burn through again, but I've, I've gotten so far... Yeah. Into it that I can't turn back now. You like climb, seven, you climbed that mountain too far. Seven hundred is is more insulting than five for achievement points <laughs> for me. Like I'd much rather. I have. guess yeah, I could see because it's like five <clears throat> hundred's like I played the game and I, I I'm done with the game. Right. Seven hundred's like I played the game, I got some achievements, extraneous achievements in the game outside of just some, beating it, but not all. But I gave up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> five achievement points says fuck this game. <laughs> right, right. That's exactly what Five Achievement Points says. It yeah. says, fuck this game. So, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much... Oh, and I played a game called Tremors. Is that with a Z? It's with an E. Yeah, it's with an E. Tremors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be... Wait. Tremors. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was thinking it was like, wouldn't that be... Tremors? Wouldn't that? <laughs> no, I was thinking of like, wouldn't that be Tremors? Because I was thinking T R M O R E S for some reason. Oh no! But no. I see where you're, I, I get it. Tremors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Which is a Newgrounds game based on the hit movie Tremors. Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward, Tremors. Is it really? Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> you really like that movie, right? Yeah. I really like that movie too, and uh, it's basically just like. Uh, Pixel-style graphics. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, Pixel-style. That doesn't really describe much. Yeah. Um, Earthbound-E. Okay, so like overly pixelated, like chunky. Right, yeah. exactly. And all you do is basically control your character from left to right, dodge tremors. Tremors. 
And, I don't uh, know why that's funny, just for some reason it is. As you progress the screens, you visit all the locations from the hit movie Tremors. Tremors. Like... <laughs> Tremors. Like the, uh, the store. Is that how it's, like, done up? Is the game done up in, like, a presentation where it's like, from the hit movie? No, oh. <laughs> it's not at all. It's just, you know this is Tremors. The guy looks like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, you rescue... Right. They just misspelled it to avoid, like... Right. Fringement, but it's obvious what it is. One of the one of the characters is a girl on a pogo stick, another one's a kid playing basketball stuck on a roof. Like yeah. it's it's the actual movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's 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 a stupid game, but it's it's interesting in that it's based off the hit movie Tremors. And Tremors. I really like that movie. That's funny. Tremors. Tremors. Someone who's out there should make a Ghostbusters one of these, and uh, I would like it. It's like reduce it to a real simple mechanic. It probably would be pretty simple. What would a Ghostbusters game be? Or what would it consist of? Trapping ghosts? I guess. I'll do it. I'd play that. Just run left to right. Shooting ghosts. Like, real simple, like, straight, just like, either straight out, straight up, or like, diagonal. Ghostbusters is a good movie. And a good game. Not the new one. I don't know the new one, but the old ones. You didn't like the new one. Did you ever play the old game? The old NES one? Yeah. Yeah. Did you really? Repeatedly. Because <laughs> I could never figure it out. And then, like, I'd run out Did of you play that game? My dad would be like, You gotta take it back to Blockbuster. We've had it two days extra. And you've barely figured out anything I, in that time. I barely figured out what the ghost food does. <laughs> 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 I gotta take it back. Or, like, ghost vacuum. Or ghost. Oh, man, the ghost. I didn't understand. I'm like, Isn't that. Well, what do I have? Like, what's the proton pack? Right, right, right. Or what's the trap? Yeah, I. So I repeatedly rented it because for some reason my dad would never buy it. He probably saw like. He probably realized it was a, a terrible fucking game. Methods, <laughs> I'm, buying it. I'm not buying this. You want to rent it again? Great. So like. Gamefly it. Yeah. So I rented it so many times trying to figure out what I was doing, and right. usually it, it it deviated into me playing the uh, or not playing. Well, not. Can I word this? Doing the driving sections or just driving around town. <laughs> right. Because when you did that, it played the theme music. Right. Like it played the different. Yeah. So I would just do that part because I liked hearing the theme song. Like, this is as close as some kind of Ghostbusters experience. Actually, I don't think the theme song turned off the entire time. Did I think it? once you start the game, it just plays. <laughs> I thought it did. Maybe, maybe just the car section was like I just like driving the Ecto. That's probably what it was actually. Oh, and then it goes silence. Oh yeah, I think it's because I just like driving the Ecto one. There were so few channels on the Nintendo sound chips, so like yeah, they could not accurately reproduce that song. It was just fucking embarrassing. But did you ever beat it? No. How far did you get? I only ever got like I never got to the top of the building. Did you ever watch the angry video game nerd on that? Yeah. I saw like the actual what the end of the boss fight was. Where like Gozer's at the top and Stay Puffs at the bottom of the screen. And <laughs> fucking terrifying the idea of that. You have to like check every once in a while and see where Stay Puffed is, like is he getting closer? Right. And then you move back up to the next screen to fight Gozer. That game's really bizarre, man. All I remember is uh it didn't the the stair climbing sequence yeah was 
you know, it made absolutely no sense. I mean, it was the most frustrating thing I've ever done in video games to this day. There's nothing more frustrating. There's nothing more impossible. Uh, I'd sooner beat Ikaruga with two ships and two joysticks by myself right. than I would ever be able to complete this stupid fucking staircase sequence in Ghostbusters. Just the premise of it that you have to figure out on your own you're supposed to leave ghost food yeah. on the steps yep. to attract the ghosts. What? Right. That's bizarre in and of itself because it's like nowhere in the film that this game is based like is there ghost the food? information that I'm coming into this game armed with. None of it says anything about needing to use ghost food for anything. If it weren't for the music, I wouldn't even think that this had anything to do with the movie. Right. And don't they all... Because there's three all, Ghostbusters only. Yeah, don't they all look like Luigi? <laughs> they do all look like Luigi. Like they, don't <laughs> they, even, do all it's, they don't even look... One, they don't look different. Two, they definitely don't look like the characters they're supposed to be. No. Yeah. No, and their technology I, is not doesn't have anything <laughs> to do with the actual ghost. It was like that uh, Filmation's Ghostbusters. Did you ever watch that? The one from the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. With the I've, monkey? I've only seen, like, the the intro or whatever to it. I didn't actually watch any of this. You never watched it? No. It's like that. It seems that ridiculous. Like, use the ghost vacuum to capture the ghosts. Yeah. Use the ghost food. Maybe that's use what the it, skull gun. Maybe it's that's just what like it really was. And they just... That license, like, ran out. And they, the, got the, they got the actual, like, American movie Ghostbusters license. Seems like the... So they just change the logo in the front. Seems like some Japs made it. And when they researched Ghostbusters, <laughs> they came up the with two that. teams found two different kinds of Ghostbusters and incorporated both fictions <laughs> thought they were both <laughs> into this game. <laughs> thought they were related in some yeah. way. Yeah. That's a tangent. That's all I've been playing. Oh yeah, I definitely played that game a lot. <laughs> I'm just remembering all the games I used to rent repeatedly from, from Blockbuster because I would never get them. And they're all like terrible games that I couldn't figure out. The only game that I rented repeatedly from Blockbuster was uh, two uh, Jurassic Park Two: The Chaos Continues, <laughs> which is a really good Super Nintendo, game. an amazing Super Nintendo game, one of the best, probably, probably better than Super Contra, in yeah. my eyes, as a side-scrolling shooter goes, running gun, and uh, Mega Man Soccer, man. That was a thing. That was I a thing. I didn't even know that was like a game. Yeah, don't you remember a game zone? It would go for like $50 cartridge only. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember. I suddenly remember the, the cover art to it now. Mega Man kicking a soccer ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, had Mega, it was like Mega Man soccer, and it was like the word soccer was done just like the Mega Man word. Yeah. Yeah. Now I vaguely remember seeing it. For some reason, that's a game zone game where I kept seeing it. Yeah, exactly. It never went anywhere. Uh, that. That's funny. That's history. It's five for five. You can't see these, can no, you? No. You're not cheating me, are you? No, I swear. They're just coming to me. <laughs>
I'm Paul Ellis, there's no beat yeah, yeah. Here to fill you in some secrets about Red Dead Redemption, it has treasure map. So that's gonna do it for us. Nothing interesting happened this week. To us. I'm sure somebody there thought something this week was cool. We party was was announced. <laughs> International vacation game. International vacation game is an actual game in We Party. <laughs> so is Mijian. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. So that's gonna do it for us this week. It's gonna be pretty super short. Um, I think maybe next week we might be talking about an article by John Davison that was this week, but uh, Ray needs some time to digest all of the filth and whatnot that's in that article. The article itself uh, has major implications Yeah, <laughs> for, for the industry and my brand, so now that I so, realize it exists, yeah. I have to think about I it. Didn't, I, didn't bring it. I actually didn't bring it up to you because I don't really care for John Davison that much, and the fact that he, he's just tossing out numbers without any real, like, backing up of the facts of any kind. Not that they ever existed, but burning another bridge, huh? John Davidson? <laughs> yeah. I just don't care for him. Oh, man. I work in this industry. Our podcast is on the radar. I've never said anything in this podcast that I wouldn't say to any of these people in their face. What do I have to lose? Full of which? I don't know. Full of which? I'm going to lose. <laughs> My unrelated job? <laughs> Very true. So I concur. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for us. Um, <laughs> visit the site podcast19x.com. Oh, you know, I stumbled across a really interesting site. Oh yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, I stumbled across a site. It was. It's actually someone's Twitter feed. It's uh, twitter.com/slash/tatillocanwrite. It's uh, <laughs> pretty interesting. About Steven. Yeah, about Steve Tatillo. Is it like a? Is it like a shit my dad says thing? Um, yeah, it looks like someone has taken uh, particularly uh, stupid things he's written in articles oh. and just... Really? Yeah, and just, you know... Somebody else out there thinks that? I guess so. That's impressive. I'm interested. So, Totillo Can Write, or at Totillo Can Write on Twitter. Um, you can email us if you'd like at podcast1980x at gmail.com. Or twitter.com slash podcast1980x. Yep, and I know some of you out there listen regularly. Write us a review on iTunes, please. It'll only take you a few minutes, and it's just cool to see, and it'll get us up there on the uh, on the searches a little higher because I don't, I still don't think we come up when you search video game podcast. You, you still have to find us directly. Great. So, <clears throat> thanks, democracy. Yep. So as always, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>